Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, back on schedule, like always. Appreciate you, Austin, getting us back on, uh, on on schedule, man. Some days, you know what, we just have to go off schedule. We just have to. Especially when you got to Who are we got, to cut off Coach Sam? No, Coach Sam, we? we could kept him on. for. We've been like Rashawn to just go two hours just, straight. Yeah. But, look, Coach Sam is a special occasion when you have somebody like that that's, that's touched Nebraska the way that he has – and, you know, obviously when you think of Nebraska football, you think of Coach Osborne. Obviously we got Coach Cholas coming back. How you said Devaney before that. Those are the main, you know, Coach McBride. T-Sam was that guy on the defense. And I always say this, he's the opposite personality of Charlie. Wait, total opposite. Total opposite. And he could soften the blow. Because yep. <laughs> he's seen some conversations <laughs> – that weren't made, weren't what they say, not suitable for work. Made, not made for TV. They were, you know, you get the, you know how sometimes you get the NSFW. They're not suitable for work. Yes. Coach Sam would come over there, but very to the point, man. This is old school. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman, Austin, brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock. Again, it was a really good. Uh, well, first of all, it was nostalgia for me. I saw Coach Sam actually before the Oklahoma game. I was going down, and they, they, there he was, chilling, smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah, hey, Chief, we, hey, hey, let's, hey, fire it up. So I had to go, you know, get up there with him. Uh, lives in Vegas, actually uh, lives close to the area that my mom uh, just moved into. So I'm gonna go back to Vegas, see my mom, and be able to go kick it with Coach Sam. But the influence that he had on Nebraska for, and in particular me. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, I had sure I had talent coming out of high school. I didn't know that he looked at my tape. All I know is there was a lot of people that. First of all, I told Coach. First of all, I looked at the running backs, and I, and I could felt like I could tote the pill with anybody. I was more like an Amp Lee type. You know no, what I mean? Don't straight don't, up oh, Amp Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause really? Because I, I could catch out the. First of all, I got the hands of glory, Kenny. You see my dad? hands work. Oh yeah. Trust me. My dad, when I was like like eight years old, was throwing. Heaters. He was like, <laughs> then I want you to catch him one-handed. So, catching the ball out the backfield, that's he's, one thing I'm going to do. So, those hands were ready for more than ready. just diving at guys' knees. Right. And then I could tote the pill. My top-end speed coming out of high school, you know, just – it wasn't, you know – it wasn't getting up and down like when I saw LP because I saw LP against Florida State. I like, hey, man, this dude only a freshman. Yeah. And nobody was going to the pros early. Nah, Mm-mm. and then I seen you know Calvin and all that. I was like, yeah, I think, you know, running back this ain't. He, he was the only one that went early. I know Calvin. Yeah, but I think because he saw. You're right, but yeah, exactly. That that uploads the decision. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I would have went to the my other choices, I definitely felt like I would have did. But Nebraska was running back you, and then I, you know, Coach Brown. Hey, I love you, Coach Brown. You got me to commit, Chief. You already, you know what I'm saying? But I you, ain't. You ain't diving on that mat, huh? Nah. And then coach, cut block. And then, no, sir. And then Coach D was just gangster with it. Total gangster. Right? I'm like, man, I said, I wanted to tell him, man, did you not see my tape? Did you not? You was at the same game? <laughs> <laughs> you see me knock people's heads off? Nope. And he was like, nah, man. 
I mean, but we had we we brought in a lot of DBs, and you know you learn something every time you talk to Coach. Now I didn't know he watched my tape because I only played three four games on defense, but when I was playing, it was murder session, Kenny. Hey, every game I was like, I'm knocking somebody out the game. That's one thing he always would would say. He'd watch the first four clips of a highlight, then he'll say, "Tim, run the game." Yeah. Let's see if he's moving as fast on the game film as he did in the highlight. Because, hey, well, he, he was moving. That's so what he did. was coming off. That's what he did. So then, he made us watch game. Yeah. When we were recruiting, he made us watch game film. That's a, I mean, that's because you're playing the game. And, uh, you know, and, and the one thing I, I didn't get to tell him is, one, like, when he – I've never forget this. I'm about to play Oklahoma State. And he knew your boy was scared, right? I, hey, look, I played my last high school game in the playoffs or whatever it was, red-shirted. Okay, the spring game, that's that's close to a game. But now you're playing for real. And we just won a national championship. And he had enough. You know, first of all, let's take a step back. Brother was like seven. I didn't get to get into him about being seventh or eighth on the depth chart. I was going to say, you didn't even bring that up. Nah, because that's my boy, man. I, I, I'm going to do that face to face while we <laughs> having a couple of drinks and cigar, right? So then so I just, you know, then I get the spot. You know, then I'm starting. But you know your boy was. You was nervous? Oh, it's all get out. Really? Dog, I hadn't played football in like, well, one full season because I redshirted. Mm -hmm. And you just getting your head beat in. And all I got, what, 20, what, how many spring practices is it? 20 or 50, 12? 20 20 back there? Back then? It wasn't that many. Three, three, oh, we had four weeks, three practices a week, like 12. Any two days in spring or not? Mm -hmm. No. So it was only 12 practices. And then you go through the whole summer and then I'm starting. And we supposed to win it again. You know your boy was scared. You were for real nervous? Oh. Your first time ever playing, you were nervous. I was nervous as all get out. But I wasn't, I mean, I was trying to, I mean, I was hiding it. You but was hiding it? Yeah, but he said, hey, look, man. He said, the one thing I want you to do. And now, first of all, then I'm thinking, like, I don't want to let him down. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just all that oh, stuff. Because yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, he probably could have put somebody else in there. He said, the first thing I want you to do, he's like, whatever you see. Go hit. Go hit it. <laughs> I've heard that before. And he said, I don't care. He's like, he's like, this is the defense that we're going to play. He's like, trust me. You're going to be out there the first play no matter what. And with 11 robber, he said, something come your way. He said, I want you to hit it. 11 robber. Hey, I'm telling you, that ball could – I tell you, I might have sn- timed that snap up. That fullback didn't even get close to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Blew through him, made the play, and after that, I was good. You were good. You yeah. got it out the way. Yeah. 11 robber, explain. It's it's man coverage. man to man coverage with with a whole defender with a whole defender simple as it simple as is is could be wasn't in in just o- line up hit him and and the good thing about Oklahoma State uh, they had a good running back Thompson but they came out in the I formation so there wasn't anything there where we had to do any banjo and that's in and out coverage so there wasn't any confusion for me so it kind of set up for me to do it but uh, Coach Sam I, I'm gonna say this and then we'll move on to a little bit of spring and get into some NBA stuff tonight is the foundation that he instilled in all of us, but in particularly me, you know, because, you know, one, I never lifted weights till I got here. So then it was that was a factor. But then number two, I never, you know, played linebacker. I was, a, you know, free safety in high school. But the, the simple things that he said, he said, just do this and everything will take care of itself. Via the neck, punch and pull, speed to power. That was it. And he's like, we'll add on more later. He's like, he's like, hey, Chief, but we can't add on anything 
until we got the basis. Yep. And he's like, whenever you get nervous or whenever you get feel like you you know to you know get in trouble or you want to get back to you know what 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 you what you know you can do, he's like fundamentals. That's what he would say to us as, as a staff. He's like the fundamentals will never let you down, especially on the bye week. Bye week, we're gonna keep it basic. Work on the fundamentals. Right. Keep it simple. No trick plays. Line up. See, we can play football. Yeah, I mean, the confidence that he instilled, you know, in us uh, was that. I mean, I remember telling him before we were about to play four. He was like, "Look, you guys are here for a reason." You know what I mean? But he talked in that same voice. He's like, "We are the best. Don't you ever forget that." And that's what just just that type of stuff. And he would preach it into you and put it into your mindset. And he would challenge you too. He didn't give me nothing because I started as a freshman, right? Or, or I well won a spot as a redshirt freshman through spring ball. They brought in Tony Ortiz, who was an East Coast guy. Coach Sam personally recruited him. He was the number one linebacker. And you know, to be honest with you, he told Coach Sam told my dad like, "Yeah, I think this cat going to start." Now I don't know if he told my dad to tell me. He to, told your dad that Ortiz was going to start, or you were going to start. That or well, I was starting mm-hmm. after spring, after so I won the you know spot or whatever, which when spring really meant something. And, you know, Tony, I mean, look, Tony, I mean, it'd be no different if you get a five-star recruit. I mean, he ran, he was state champion to 100 and 200, I think, in, in Connecticut. Legit. And, you know, you see his highlights, I was like, okay, you know, house calling everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Number one linebacker, number one linebacker in the nation, USA Today, All-American. And, you know, he had alluded to it. He didn't come right out and say it to my dad that he was going to start. But it was, you know, I think he more or less was – you know, I'm sure he probably thought Tony was going to play, but I think that he also was. He knew saying that to my dad. He knew that was going to be fast track to me mm-hmm. to keep me focused. Yep. Tony won the uh, hundred and the hundred ten hurdles uh, set Connecticut state records in '94. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he's wheels. Yeah, and he, and Tony ended up being a great player too. So mm-hmm. I mean, and then you know, obviously I've moved positions, but. You know, uh, one thing Coach Sam had never was given to me because I always had to, you know, competition. He said, and like you said, competition is where you breed your champions. Yep. And, you know, at the time, you know, like I said, after that, um, you know, so it would seem like as soon as we beat Florida, I'm starting now, right, as a redshirt freshman. Now, at that time, I was, you know, I was probably playing 75% of the time. Jamel was playing 25%. If we, you know, and, and – we played fifty percent in the in the against Florida because they were running like you know like that four wide stuff. I don't particularly like that, you know. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. We might have beat Florida. Say we beat them at midnight. Man, the next day they was like, "Yeah, man, we you gonna be moving to the middle linebacker, <laughs> and your coach leaving, Coach Sand leaving." Yep. Oh, I, I was. I mean, I was going talk about transfer portal. Twelve oh one. I've been sending out the thing. Hey, Nebraska Husker land. I love you very much. I'm always going to be a Husker. I'm in the portal. If it was this day and time, but even though he was leaving, he talked me off the cliff. He's like, trust this. He's like, in due time, this will be better for you. You can do it. It's going to take. I because I was more or less scared of the work that I had to do to change my body and become a different player because I just was figuring out what I was doing where I was at. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I was scared of competition. I was scared of could I go to a continue to go to another level because I felt like, okay, I did it. Because it's like, okay, I won the spot, played well. 
I'm starting to feel comfortable. Change you again. But he kept me on task, though. Great ones adjust. Yeah. That's yeah. what he would always say. That's what, they, the, they, that's what he always say. And I'd be telling people, too, that, too, right? The, the great ones the great adjust. adjust. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, the things that Coach Sam used to tell us always came true. Yep. Always. And and uh, so I and I will say this: if more coaches, not this has nothing to do with the current staff, but but if more, and we could probably talk about the previous. And I don't really know because I was only there for a little while. If more coaches took the time, and and this is at any school. So if you went to Michigan, and I, I'm sure Michigan has a Coach Samuel, a coach like Coach Samuel. Ohio State does. If and I'm sure some schools coaching staffs do more than not. If more present day coaches pick the brains of coaches like Coach Sam that are invested in the program here and not a threat to you and your job. I'm I'm willing to bet there wouldn't be a, that as much turnover or as quickly at big schools like Nebraska. Because here's why they as much as like Coach Sam and different players taught Kenny, who's from St. Louis, taught me coming from Minnesota about the Nebraska way. That's a player. A coach sits down and talks to him about it. It changes your perspective. The lights go on. It, it changes how you coach players. We talked about coaches and coaches that saying these aren't our guys. Well, you'll know these are Nebraska guys. And you'll be able to pick and choose a Nebraska guy quicker because you know what to look for. Because it ain't going to change. You know, they always talk about a Penn State way. When you go to Penn State, you kind of have to do certain things. It's the same here at Nebraska, mm-hmm. same in Ohio State, same way at USC. When you're a head coach at USC, you got to be okay with being in the limelight. You got to be okay with, you know, um, hanging with superstars, dealing with media obligations, being in the limelight, being more than just a head coach, a CEO. You can't, you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's. We've seen it. And that's just the way it is. But if you have guys that can help you navigate through the – Minutia and how to recruit to Nebraska. You got to think, Coach Sam's from Jersey, right? You think he don't have connections back? I mean, I know this staff does, but if you think prior staffs, you, like Mike Riley, you think he ain't got connections back in Jersey? All the places and all the players he recruited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? St. Louis with Kenny, and or you know, you know, he go, he'd been up to my high school. That's a person that could help you grow your program faster than than you normally could if you just sit there and say, you know what, that guy coached in the 80s and 90s. He don't know what he's talking about. But you just said that, and it's been said. Oh, I know it was been said. On several occasions. Right, it has been. Even with Coach Osborne. Oh, I know. Tore me up. So it's been said. Yeah, I know it's been said. And then the thing is, even <clears> if it was no, done, were they actually listening versus hearing? Were you just going through the exercise of, Having Coach Osborne, like I, I mean, going through the exercise, right? And again, it, it's been said for you people out there on the text line and everybody on the uh, stream. I hate to be the bearer of bad, bad news. I really do. I, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I know nobody wants to hear about the '90s, but just to let you know, Coach Osborne's offense is essentially the present day offense of the RPO. Just everybody displaced. I'm sorry to tell you guys that. <laughs> I just don't I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I can guarantee if you go back and watch some gray, you know, grainy VHS, you'll see the quarterback one, one with quarterback power. 
Scott Frost ran it to Scott Frost ran it to perfection. You'll see the empty backfield quarterback will Nebraska called draw, but they'd run a trap out of it mm-hmm. based on the on the different fronts. You'd see you'd see it. You'd see you'd see the you know, but the thing is what we were able to do, run it from a tight formation. We had fullbacks and tight ends that could actually get out there and and get the edges. Yep. Hence why Nebraska always – I used to always – I wanted to ask – I'll ask Coach why the hell you always run that speed option to the boundary? I used to hate that. Right? That right. and the toss to the boundary. Right. But we got yards out of it. Exactly. So, I, that's why I always want – I want to know why because I think – I think I know why because I think most explosive plays happen once you hit the sideline because you, you're going to outrun angles. But I'm always thinking like you run into the run boundary, you run guys you run out of room, less space, more people on the same side. But, right? but yeah. if you block it right, but it's a it's a count thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a count. If you look out there and you got one guy or no guy outside that tight end or the D end, you got you got it. Yeah. You You're got, plus one. You're yeah. plus one. And if you want to see it in present time, I know we play. We, we, you know we played Minnesota the first game. Remember when we played up at Minnesota? I think it was the game. Remember it was kind of misty up there. Uh, maybe the first couple of years within Frost was here, and maybe is that they kept running with the tight end to the boundary, literally outside zone, and it was nine, ten yards a pop. So that's probably why. But I used to always be on the be on the sidelines drinking my little Gator lights, <laughs> you know, or whatever Dave Ellis had mixed up for us, and be like, "Why the hell are they running that speed?" But then guess what? When we played Colorado, we ran that speed option to that boundary. Ag was gone, head cocked back, and everything. I said, just put the helmet on. I said, defense is about to be up because <laughs> AG was at the team. They ain't catching them. No, on. they're not catching him. So I already knew it was touchdown. And I knew Chris Brown was getting the, the field goal. Field so goal. I'm starting to already stretch. Hey, crank up the band. There we go. So that's, I mean, I guess that's why. But, um, hey, man, I mean, today is a good day anytime you hear from Coach Sam, man. I'm telling you, he's a coach that what people don't understand about true coaches, any player that played on those teams, or even if it's somebody that needed a favor, Coach Sam would be there. Yep. Yes, he would. And without a hesitation. Doubt. Yeah. Without hesitation. So we're gonna dive into a little NBA action. We're gonna see what Bron Bron gonna do tonight. We're gonna see what these uh, little scrappy Timberwolves are gonna do. The little the immature team. See, you know, they made a little run, made a little noise last year in the playoffs. They made some more noise. Noise um, before the playoffs this year. D'Angelo Russell said he didn't want to go back to that team, so that's why they traded him. Um, you know, said he didn't like some of the players on the team, in, in particular Car Anthony Towns. Said he was soft as Charmin. Um, that's going to be on. Then you got the what the Raptors Bulls tonight too. Mm-hmm. Hawks Heat, and Jimmy playoff Jimmy buckets. So Jimmy buckets. we're going to evaluate that. We're going to talk about the state of the NBA. And I also want to get Kenny's, uh, uh, I guess, prognosis on uh, big man from France, Victor. Uh, what I don't know. Wembenyama. Would you project him to be in the NBA? Is he the next superstar or a bust? Is he Olawa Candy or is he Bron? He's uh, your boy. Um, we talked about Holmgren. him last week. No. Chet? Lefty for uh, the Nets. Simmons. He's, he's Ben Simmons. You think he's Ben? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, we're going to dive into it when we come back in this second this second, uh, second big long segment. So this is Old School. Jay Foreman, we'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> 